don't know why they're doing that. Yeah. It's powerful. That was a powerful one. Thank you for coming, everybody. Very, very nice of you. Um, this one's going to be a bummer. Dave's talked this one up a little. You might see him cry. It's not play. funny. I'm uh, already going there. The thought of me crying really hits me hard. Here I go. Um, so, uh... Got your password. <laughs> Did you just figure out my password? This podcast's about to turn upside down. I want to thank, uh, uh, Christine, who did the research on this one. Uh, she does a lot of my research for me. Uh, she is, uh, she's one of the reasons the dollop is going. point. <laughs> Um, uh, for uh, people at home listening, we are doing a U.S. Uh, mini tour: um, uh, Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco. Those are cities in America. <laughs> it will be uh, after Thanksgiving, which you guys uh, you don't care about, but we. Uh, yeah, why don't you celebrate that normal uh, holiday? We killed uh, we killed a race of people. And uh, we celebrate that by what we eat, really eating did, food. What we, we really did was we liberated land. Right. From, from people there. And now we have uh, a really big meal. Turkey day. That's what you should do when you uh, commit genocide. You get hungry after Have yourself that. a Sammy. You know what I mean? Get yourself a pizza. Genocide? Uh, 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 uh. Um... <clears throat> Also, uh, the Los Angeles Podcast Festival is coming up. You people here in Australia, you can buy the live stream. You can watch all the shows. And if you miss any, they'll be archived for 30 days, so you can still check them out. Well, based I on recommend your internet, it. I, I feel like you won't need to worry about the archives. You'll be fine watching it live here. Yeah. Strong signals. Um, congratulations on having slower internet than North Korea. Uh, I'm surprised you guys can download podcasts. Uh, but anyway, if you want to watch the live stream, I highly recommend it, uh, mostly because it makes me money. Uh, but go, uh, you can go to lapodfest.com and, and get it. Uh, use the code the dollop or TOFOP, and then you'll get five bucks off. And it's just like 20 bucks, which I think with the exchange rate, $800. <laughs> Oh, I'm tired of myself. Oh, boy. Wow. Took a um, turn. You are, uh, you're listening to The Dollop. This is an American history podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I didn't know. That wasn't... I didn't like that one. Made a connection, though. That's what matters. I don't know if that is what matters. It translates to audio well. Who, who at this point is concerned this isn't going to go well? Um, we, uh, we have a guest for this one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Yahoo Serious. 
Um, this guy is very funny, and uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. There he is. Oh, beer. I like beer. Smart. Smart. Uh, Dave. I don't have a signal in here. I can't. Uh... Just read your Pokemon scores. I can't catch any right now. There's just no GPS. Okay, I guess we'll do the fucking podcast then. Probably Did anyone bad. come to the first one and then come again to this one? Uh, well, for those people, I need to explain what's happened to me in between. <laughs> because uh, we got here a little late for the first one. There was uh, yeah. big winds in Sydney today and the plane got delayed. And uh, so I was going to have a shower before the first show to get ready and get changed to have a shave and stuff like that. But we didn't have time. So I just came straight here. But then I had time in between the two shows. So I was like, fuck it, I'll have a shave and I'll get changed. But now it feels like I'm Madonna and I've done a fucking costume change. <laughs> Yeah. Between podcasts, because you two fucking idiots are still in the same fucking... Like, we drive trucks when we're not doing our podcasts. Oh, that's not fair. ...thing you've got going on. Smokey and the Bandit over here. 10-4, big buddy, this is your podcast coming through. That's, uh, Paul's like, the Paul, the gentleman who runs this place is not going to be happy about that. No, he actually asked me to do that. I had a whole bit planned. It's leaking out towards the people. Well, it's like, it's like a Gallagher show. It'll be fine. Now it's interactive. It'll be fine. Literally, it's a crown lager. If it gets too close to the side of the stage, an AFL player will come in and start licking it up. (laughs) July 11th, 1810. <laughs> you know what the best thing is up until this point in my life I'm, I'm, I'm 42 years old and I've never heard anyone clap a date and then <laughs> in the last 24 hours I've heard it three separate times it's been a gold rush <laughs> Captain Frederick Hasselberg landed the ship the Perseverance at an island 1,545 kilometers south of Hobart in the southwest Pacific Ocean, halfway between New Zealand and Antarctica. It was 34 kilometers long and 5 kilometers wide. Captain Hasselberg named the island after the governor of New South Wales, Lachlan Macquarie. Oh. (laughs) What is that? That's a shit attitude. I know where this is going. Yeah? This is the tale of the Lachlan S. Moulton stuff. It is, isn't it? <laughs> That's what it is. Right. I got it. This is about uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee goes to an island. <laughs> it was a remote and stormy place. There was no harbor, which meant ships had to anchor a half mile off the rocky coast and bring equipment on rowboats. Yeah, we fucking stopped the boats. <laughs> The hills were completely blown uh, bare by the wind. There were a few small lakes on the island, but the streams coming from them were badly polluted by the penguins. Wait, what? 
What are they? <laughs> Fairy penguins? No, these are uh, penguins. There's like four or five different kinds out there, yeah. and uh, they would uh, shit in. Uh, they shit in lakes. Yeah. The, the notorious polluters, your penguins. Yeah. Ironically, very anti-climate change. Yeah. <laughs> Deny the whole thing. Fools. Doesn't think it's happening. We're fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, so they like to shit in things. Great. Copy that. Hasselberg put eight men on, on what is now known as Macquarie Island. The captain uh, was looking for new seal hunting grounds. Due to hunting, seal populations were becoming decimated on islands closer to Australia. Macquarie Island had a lot of seals. Okay. Can I just, uh, knowing what I know that you've told me, uh huh, it feels like it's going to be tough for the seals. <laughs> it's uh, right now, based on what you've heard, it's so much worse than you can imagine. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so. He leaves the eight men, then he returned to Sydney to get more men. When he got back, he discovered the eight men had already collected 827 seal skins. Oh, my God. Hang on, eight men. How, many, how long was he away for? I mean, like, it there was eight men there. Yeah, they, were, they got busy. The only way you could really get that done is to train seals to kill other seals. <laughs> like, that's how you maximize your time there. Look, guys, the first rule of seal club is... <laughs> If it's your first time at Seal Club, you do need to club another seal to death. Take his skin. We'd have that. Thank you very much. Hey, come here, little seal. Come here. Hey, hey, that one over there is a cunt. Go get him. Uh, that was a seal? Mm, yeah. That was the weird assistant. Your seal is like my English accent. I thought we were talking about the singer till just now. <laughs> Captain Hasselberg then sailed to nearby Campbell Island where he'd left other seal hunters. When he was rowing ashore, a gust of wind filled his boat with water and he drowned with three crew members. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> really bought it. No. Uh, in truth, the seal rush to Macquarie was on. By the end of 1810, four other ships had reached the island. But it was so stormy, one ship had to wait six weeks for the weather to clear to get men on the island. At that point, the first seal population was estimated between, between, to be between 200,000 and 400,000 cute little seals. <laughs> I mean, even to the point that there were so many, that that, that was their estimate. Somewhere between right. 200 and 400,000. Also, what's counting? We're curious. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe that's why they were so easy to catch in the first place. Though. Yeah. Maybe it was, was just, a lot of it was accidental. Yeah, it was like there's just so many seals. I just fell on a bunch of, I killed eight seals walking over here to kill seals. <laughs> <laughs> and the sealers got busy. During the first 18 months of commercial sealing operations, at least 120,000 fur seals were killed. Jesus Christ. Hey, you know, people talk about World War II and what happened in Germany, but no one's talking about this. Yeah. Now we are. What did you call it? First seal? This is the first seal-a-cost. It's Bastille days. (laughs) Oh, what a feeling. We're dancing and fur sealing. (laughs) 
One ship arrived in England in 1812 with 13,700 seal skins and 50 tons of oil. Seal oil was a big deal then, as it was used to lubricate industrial machines and as lighting fuel. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> lube Fuck the yeah. machine. Yeah, Get yourself some about. seals, lube yeah. up some machines, bro. Mm. Yeah, girl. What's up? What's up? Oh, hey. Oh, oh, God, they're here. They're here. They're here. They're here. They're here. They're, one of them's alive. Oh, my God. This is awkward. <laughs> Uh, the seal skins were used for hats. <laughs> of course they were used yeah, for hats. of course. Where are you going to put it? You put it on your yeah. head, obviously. Uh, but it was still very difficult to get there by ship, and a lot of ships did not make it. The first shipwreck was in uh, 1812. The Campbell Macquarie went down in the surf. Uh, next, the Betsy was supposed to pick up a group or gang of sealers, but it was blown away from the island by a storm. Then the ship became lost at sea, and then they got really lost at sea because so many sailors got scurvy that they were too weak to control the ship, so they just floated around for a while. <laughs> Fun last step, all right? Uh, the Caroline, with 160 tons of seal oil aboard, was blown into the rocks while leaving. The crew survived for five months until rescue. The ship had not been insured, and an auction was held in Australia for the wreckage, and it was bought for 37 pounds. But also, I love the idea that there was insurance back then. Yeah. yeah. Like, you imagine, like, your ship has been, like, wrecked on the rocks, and yeah. you're like, well, I should get some sketches of this. <laughs> <laughs> your adjuster comes out. <laughs> you weren't drinking during the right. time of the accident, were you? You know, yo-ho-ho, we heard it coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> we heard some yo-ho-hoing, which yeah. is why we sent the investigators yeah. down here. <laughs> As is tradition with man came problems. The ships introduced mice and rats to the island. Yeah. Yeah. The rodents multiplied quickly and soon were eating the supplies of the sealers, as well as keeping them awake at night with all their mice and rat activity. Also, here's, here's the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. What, for what purpose did they introduce them? Because I get why... Oh, they, didn't, they weren't like, hey, let's put these on the island. <laughs> Seals they, meet mice, mice seals. You guys are going to hate each other. You guys should have little friends. Uh, no, they would, they would just come in the supplies. Or, oh, okay, yeah. right. Have you ever seen a cartoon? They run down the rope <laughs> from the ship. So those are documentaries. As far as I can tell. Thank you. <laughs> Very validating. So sailors knew cats for the answer to rodents because that's how Jesus. it was done on <laughs> ships. So they really are animated. These are enough. now the tactics of animated we Pixar. We will need some cats. Yeah. Look at cats. There's too many cats. That's Get dogs. dogs. Well, now we need dog catchers. Right. They're wily too. We need a governor. What the fuck what is the... happening? <laughs> Let's get silverback gorillas. I don't know why. Boy, that's a real shit show over there, huh? <laughs> Gorillas and seals and mice and cats. Oh my. <laughs> so, cats. And after a while, that gets complicated. Like, early on, it's easy. You're like, okay, yeah. we got rice and. Like, we got rice and. Uh, rice and rats. We got mice and rats. <laughs> We get some cats. That's easy, right? Yeah. We got some cats. We get some dogs. We got some dogs. We get some horses. We get how it goes so far. But 
after that, it gets more complex. There's yeah. got to be a time where, like, Mike in the office is like, giraffes, giraffes yeah. are next. So you're like... All right, we need a bunch of lions. Uh, we got to get a land orca. Or the, is that a thing? Look, if your suggestion is let's just throw an orca in the pile, nobody's saying no to that idea. Okay, I just want to throw that it out there. That is a perfectly logical idea. You know what? Regardless, just for fun, let's get her an orca. Great. All right. We're all on board for the orca plan. <laughs> We're a bad team. Oh, we're terrible. We really are. We are a bad team. We're terrible. Team. We're not good at this. Yeah. All right, I'll call the orca guy. <laughs> orca man. Yeah. All right, so cats were introduced to control the rodents. In 1820, Russian explorer Thaddeus Bellinghausen... Oh, I already do not believe a minute of this. There was a Russian guy called Thaddeus. That is true. It's right, Thaddeus. But sometimes they would hire someone else to explore for them. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, he stopped his ship. <laughs> I don't know if that explains it or I just got bored. But well, like, either way, go like on. Columbus was hired by the Spanish, right? He was, so he's a Spanish explorer, but he was technically Italian. I'm going I'm to, whatever. History's hard. <laughs> History's hard for some people. And when you tell it to them, they just have a blank look in their eyes. You know the type. Uh, so, so wow, th- I just discovered that could happen. Won't <laughs> <laughs> be the last time. <laughs> oh, someone learned how to spin. Um, so Thaddeus uh, and his crew were shocked by the animal's behavior. Quote, we were astonished to find that the penguins and seals on Macquarie Island were not afraid of us. They had to be pushed aside. So they're just walking up, and the penguins are like, I'm not... What's I'm not, up, bitch? I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And then they'd be like, get out of my fucking way. You get out of my fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bro. It's a thousand of us. <laughs> yeah, this is motherfucking unhappy fate. Yeah. If we get on each other's shoulders, we become Penbot. Yeah. <laughs> and you ain't gonna like Penbot. They just all fall. Oh, that was a very threatening. That's how you kill him. One sailor shot an elephant seal, and he was amazed that the others opened their mouths to roar, then fell asleep. (laughs) Might have been a yawn. (sighs) (laughs) Danger. (laughs) Without moving from one spot, another crew member shot 20 petrels. Petrels? Seabird? Petrels? Anybody? Petrel? Uh, yeah, uh, which is a little seabird. Probably cute, but now dead. 20 of them. Thanks for bottom lining that for me, Dave. He I, wrote, think you, I think you called them fuels. Yeah, you. little That's fuels. Right. Uh, he wrote that they uh, watched the sealers killing seals, which would, uh, they would just sit there while being murdered, and then they would turn them into oil, which is pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool to see a, a living thing turned into something that you can lubricate a machine with. Trust me. <laughs> Quote, having killed the sleeping animals, the men cut off the blubber with a knife, put it in a boiler, placed on stones with room for a fire beneath it, with, uh, which they kindle with lumps of some uh, fat. 
The oil from the boilers is then poured into barrels. Part of it is sent to New South Wales, and the remainder shipped to Britain, where it commands a very lucrative price. So they sent the seals to where the whales are. Well, look, here's the deal. Um, you, take, you just take swings, and sometimes you miss. This is a safe space. Safe space. This isn't a very safe improv space. And sometimes you're going to go home shaking your head. (laughs) The sealers on the island invited the Russians uh, to their main hut, which was horrifying. It was 20 by 10 feet and lined with the skins of seals. At one end, there was a lamp that was always lit and a fireplace. All the huts had, quote, a most disagreeable odor. Quote, inside it was so black and dark from the smoke that the smoldering light from the lamp and from the holes in the wall over which bladders were stretched scarcely lit the interior. And until we got accustomed to the light, the sealers had to lead us by hand. So that's nice. It's just a place place you want to take a girl back to. Place where you're kicking it. Can you help me around your hut? Because you have a fucking fireplace inside of it. The sealers were short on supplies and were living by eating seabirds, the flippers of young sea elephants, birds' eggs, and Macquarie Island cabbage. <laughs> well, it sounds like a healthy diet. Uh, <laughs> any nutritionist that's signed well, off on that. I mean, they're eating local, which I think is important. That is true. That is true. Local organic. You know what? I mean, it's iceberg to table. This yeah. is really... <laughs> I mean, they're using the whole animal. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to kill an animal, yeah. you've got to use, use the whole all. thing, yeah. you know. Except for just cutting the fins off of those. Yeah. But other than that. Oh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't weren't killing those ones. They were just cutting off the flippers. It's cool. It's a fun... That's cool. These... <laughs> that's not an essential part for their survival. They don't need them. Just turn them into skin torpedoes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Oh, man. Skin torpedo? That's right. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he said. The head... Let's sink that battleship. Uh, The head sealer had been on the island for six years, and he said that fur seals were now becoming scarce, and the trade was now in sea elephants. The sealers traded oil, seal skin, two albatrosses, 20 dead parrots and one live parrot to the Russians <laughs> who just kept going, Quack, why are my friends dead? Also, by the way, worst Christmas song ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one live parrot. <laughs> 20 dead parrots. <laughs> Can you imagine? That parrot was just like, what are you doing? What's happening? Um, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> Worried. Why are you doing this to me also? So you they, weren't there, you don't know. You weren't there, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they traded oil, sealskin, two albatrosses, 20 dead parrots, and one live parrot to the Russians for rum. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good trade, I guess. Just, I don't know who's winning and losing in that. I mean, that Look at all these dead stu- parrots. You know, we could probably get shit-faced. <laughs> We will trade you rum for all your dead parents. <laughs> that is still. We t- agree to your weird deal. 
on paper make no sense, but yeah. We have too much rum, you have crazy shit. So yeah, let's do this shit. Yeah, fuck it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so they countered with something weird. Um, It is the poker equivalent of just going fucking all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever, all in. Uh, uh, we call you an all rock. What? <laughs> what game is this? <laughs> Seal rummy. <laughs> uh, the killing of the sea elephants continued on the island. A New Zealand journalist wrote, "The beaches of M- 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 is it Macquarie? That's what it is. Yeah, right? Macquarie. Macquarie. Macquarie Island present a somewhat gruesome appearance, being strewn with the skeletons of elephant seals. While in the case of older operations, the bones have become adrift and lie in heaps where washed up by the waves. So it's a nice vacation uh, <laughs> kind of place." One sealer said, quote, By having our hands daily bathed in the blood of animals, our natures were so changed that acts of cruelty, which one year previous would have been revolting us, now seemed to enjoy. <laughs> this is fucking great, man. You remember when we came here and I was like, uh, yeah, I feel weird about all the blood, and now I'm like, this fucking blood's great. I just love getting my hand in the animals, pulling parts out. Yay! <laughs> playing ball with like a seal head just changes you a little bit maybe (laughs) I'm changed from hearing it (laughs) another captain another captain said of the men in, in the sealer gangs quote as to the men employed in the gangs they appear to be the very refuse of the human species so abandoned and lost to every sense of moral duty uh so it's a, it's a fucked up island. Also, by the way, if you're yeah. one of the sealers and you're like, guys, we've got a review. <laughs> what the fuck? What? what did we do? Oh, uh, the, the Bone Island. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Bone Island. Not for everyone. Too, right, too yeah. Edgy. I guess if on the too outside edgy. looking in. Oh, what? You don't like to be offended. Yeah. Oh, ooh la la. Uh. I'm so, I'm so fucking tired of people who don't want to be just covered in the blood of animals. Right. Political right. correctness gone mad. <laughs> it seemed that every crew uh, that was shipwrecked spent their entire time killing seals. The Beclu was uh, looking for Emerald Island, which was supposed to be south of Macquarie in 1821, but they couldn't find it and headed back. It was a nightmare as they ran into furious gales, snow, hail, and fogs. They saw Macquarie Island many times but couldn't get near it because of the storms. Then the sails were blown away and the wheel smashed. That's an important part of the boat. Right, it's the the steering part. It's very important. Without it, you're just like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) So the sailors passed the broken pieces of the wheel down to the cabin where they rebuilt it using a flour barrel and nails from the ship's furniture. Okay. Uh, And then they realized it was too big to get back out. Uh, That moment. Uh, Because up until then, they're like, we have fucking nailed it. Guys, I mean... I mean, really, what we had, we are Macquarie Guyver. Hey, hey, let's not overback, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) You've won. (laughs) Oh, just like the three stooges. We did it! Ah! 
<laughs> and now we have no furniture. <laughs> Where are we going to sit and think about shit? So they had to take it back apart and rebuild it on the top of the deck. They were finally able to abandon the ship and get onto Macquarie Island. There they got busy killing and made 15 tons of oil by the time a rescue ship arrived. And some spots on the island were better than others. And the sealer gangs who were left on the island by different employers began to have battles for desired coastland. Yeah, but the seals were probably like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, you do deserve it. The only thing I've liked about this story so far is how often it seems people die trying to do this terrible thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that now there's more opportunities for them to die. Yeah, no, I'm rooting animals on this one. They, They need a win. Wow. Uh, hey, you are the worst guy on the island. The worst guy on the island. Everyone else is killing me. Oh, this fucking penguin is awesome. You guys had a flipper jump? We should just root. We should just be rooting the animals. Am I right? See, in my country, that means cheer for. And then. Um, Hey, the Here new, it means the, the new guy on the island that they brought on. Hey guys, who it's me. Has, who hey, just what are you guys talking about? House down on the end. Hey There's some guys, shit. There's I some just weird love shit. being here. He has four penguins in dresses. What a community you guys are. Um, I, yeah, I saw note. him walk by the other day. One idea. And there was a penguin. I think it was on his dick. <laughs> He's had sex with all the animals. Watch out, he might have hep seal. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) The heyday of seal elephant murder on Macquarie Island was from 1826 to 1828, but the boom ended quickly after that. By 1829, only one ship, Faith, went to the island. It returned with two gangs of sealers who had been on the island for 30 months. They reported a near-complete absence of seals and sea elephants. In 1834, the ship B hopefully dropped a sealer gang on the island and came back a year later. The sealers had almost no oil or skins. That was it for the seals and sea elephants and oil and fur trade on Macquarie. There were occasional shipwrecks over the next few decades and rescues after crews spent years on the island. The sea elephants and seals slowly returned, though not in their original numbers. And yet, the worst was yet to come. Uh, yeah, it's just, oh, shut just up. starting to... Are you serious? I was like, the only way this actually is a fucking story you can tell in front of people is if we discover when they fucking sail away, they'd all been hiding in a cave under the ground or something. And they're all like, fuck those guys. Hey, party. They kept just... the one guy who was rooting them. <laughs> I'm fine here. I'll stick around. If there's any, I'll find them. I will... I'll, I'll sniff them out. I love them. Uh, in many ways. Uh... Has anyone seen my penguin? (laughs) Love that little guy. Joseph Hatch first laid eyes on Macquarie Island in 1862 when he was 26. He was born in England, spent some time in Australia, and was now headed to New Zealand. He was a chemist, but looking for something else to do in life. There, on the island, Hatch saw, quote, multitudes of penguins and sea elephants. Hatch settled in Invercargill... 
Yep. Invercargill, New, New Zealand? Invercargill. <laughs> yeah. Don't laugh, guys. That's how it's pronounced. And led a successful life. He opened a pharmacy, became a counselor, then mayor, and then a member of parliament. He was no stranger to animal products. There was an open sack of bone dust outside his chemist shop, barrels of fat in his soap factory, and thousands of rabbit and seal skins ready to be exported in his storage. What was the bone dust for? Just, you know, got to have it around. <laughs> for playing pool? Well, you know. Yeah, once, like, you know, if you really want precision on your bone, yeah. <laughs> you dust it off a little before you <laughs> yeah. sink your flesh torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> your skin torpedo, skin torpedo while you're rooting a penguin. I mean, we've been over Come this. Come on, guys. <laughs> Bird dust. <laughs> In 1873, Hatch bought a large ship which he used to kill seals. When New Zealand began to restrict seal hunting, Hatch ignored the laws and just kept at it. Yeah. He earned the nickname The Poacher. Mm, good. In 1878... A new uh, uh, seal murder business, Elder and Company, set up on Macquarie Island and again started killing seal elephants and rendering them down. But it was di- a difficult island to live on. The owner, William Elder, said his seal gangs were coming back heavier than when they left. An American sealer wrote, quote, While on shore, we could cook and eat to our heart's content. There is plenty of food on the island at all times if people have not too delicate stomachs. It is all heavy black meat, but as long as it's fresh, it's great. Seal was said to taste like blood pudding. Oh, so they're Jesus just like, God. they're going over there, they're meant to be hunting seal, but they're just like, you know what? This is like all you can eat. Let's eat, let's just eat. I'm let's saying just let's eat. Let's get that black meat going. We came here to eat. This is a buffet. Yeah. This is seal's love. I know you're groaning, but it's a fucking great pun. (laughs) They also boiled the wild cabbage and seaweed, and they ate fish and shellfish, and elephant seal milk was used in cooking. And then there were the penguins. Oh, God. Quote, Nothing was more delicious than lumps of penguin meat made into a hash with a handful of oatmeal. The rations from home were extremely generous, and to my sorrow, we rarely had to resort to eating penguin. Oh, Jesus, God. You okay? Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I'm just getting started. It's not... Oh, this is the story of uh, the Australian fast food company, KFP. Oh, God, no! <laughs> just how the colonel likes it. Cute. Yeah. But fried. <laughs> uh, there were four kinds of penguins on the island. King penguins were described as, quote, very palatable when young, and even the older ones are that's splendid not, eating. Like how that's how you describe them. Yeah. I describe them as pretty delicious. Uh, <laughs> they're a pretty delicious species of the penguin. Uh... Another sealer wrote, our main course, baked emperor penguin breast. Penguins were usually tough but well-flavored. We ate them stewed with onions and marinated for three days in herbs and apple wine. We braised or pot-roasted them and served them with onion or, or a sauce or gravy. As the winter came on, we began to think of new ways of preparing our penguins. Penguin fried You know what the in- fucked up thing about that is? There is probably at least one person in this audience from fucking Fitzroy or Colin Orders who are like, fuck, I should start a slow-cooker fucking penguin business. <laughs> little pop-up. We'll have a little penguin pop-up. We'll slow-cook penguin. 
Serve it with seal on the side. Yeah. It'd be good. It'd be good. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're eating like pigs or humans or, you know, terrible humans, whatever you want to call it. Americans. But the se- <laughs> But the season wasn't uh, year-round, just a few months. And the Sealer gangs needed food year-round. That's when William Elder introduced rabbits as a food source to the island in 1879. He it's going to go fine. He just introduced rabbits? Yeah, he put rabbits on the island. Yeah. <laughs> what? Rabbits and penguins? Yep. Cool. I thought that was only in my dreams they hung out. <laughs> it's just such an adorable little island, but we know that they're just going to braise mean, it. Why have they not never been together? Honestly, it feels like those, a partnership yeah. that like penguins riding them. Right? Yeah. Rabbits picking up the penguins. I mean, why wasn't there a penguin character in the Bugs Bunny universe? Surely there should have been. Like that's really true. Right? Yeah. Let's put a pin in that. But yeah, I okay. agree with that. <laughs> We'll put a pen in that. We'll put a penguin in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the herds of sea elephants began dwindling again, dwindling again, and the island being difficult uh, to get supplies to, Elder's company left the island in 1884. Three years later, Hatch was caught poaching seals in New Zealand, which led to him losing his seat in Parliament. He then turns his attention to Macquarie Island and put men there. His sealer gangs tried a new method of herding elephant seals toward the tryouts where they would be boiled down to oil, but it didn't work. They only made 10 tons of oil. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> better luck next fucking, time. Yeah, nightmare. Yeah. Only 10 tons it. of seal oil. Yeah, well, it's the elephant seals. They don't fucking forget. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Now, luckily for Hatch, the Norwegians had made a great animal-killing breakthrough. Good. They invented a steam pressure digester that could extract oil not just from blubber, but also from bones and meat. Yep, that's right. Can Hitler leave? Uh... <laughs> While Jesus. the Norwegians were using it to boil down whales, yep. Hatch oh my took a... God! Hatch... Hitting home runs right out of the gate. Hatch took a look at... We'll start at... with whales. Work our way backwards. <laughs> Hatch took a look at one of the cutest animals on Earth and realized he could boil them down. And the penguin holocaust was on. Come back, Hitler. Why are you... Why? Why would you do this? Why would you talk about this in front of people? They're adorable. They're fucking adorable, and they've never hurt anyone. They all look the you same. Some of them are gay, and they don't even know it because they're penguins. The way that they get their egg, the way that they have to carry yes. their eggs for so long, and they huddle together for they're warmth monog- in the Arctic They conditions. choose partners Yeah, together. but that, the thing about that egg is that you can just pick it up off their feet and crack it in a fucking bowl. <laughs> oh, God. To be a penguin just like, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm making an omelet. I like food. My, I marched. <laughs> So penguins were perfect. They were fearless and just let men come as close as they wanted. This is how the men were getting penguin eggs to eat in the first place. And penguins. Just penguins by the way, you're blubber. generous in your use of the term fearless. Because I get what you're saying. Like, you know, they're fearless. They would just walk up to the... Bring humans. it! But... It's really what you're saying is fucking stupid. They were stupid because there was those people were going to kill them and they just wandered up to them. Hello, friend. 
But if they if they had never developed a sense that 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 thing is bad, because man is new to this island, like yeah, if but there man's was a predator, made that a couple of years, and he's already made an impression. <laughs> well, it takes a few generations to figure out that man's bad. <laughs> uh, it seemed like the island had a limitless supply of penguins. Oh my god. Hatch had oil stations built near the beach, and then the men would herd thousands of penguins into pens, kill them by hitting them on the head, and then put them in the digester. <laughs> one, one could hold 800 penguins at a time. Each could process 2,700 birds in a day. How you guys doing? I'm not hungry. Are you guys enjoying, are you guys enjoying the history of man? Jeez. And the penguins who would be... for this <laughs> people wanted to have a good night out on a fucking Saturday night coming to see two idiots who record something in a fucking bedroom do it fucking live they, you, you know what this country supports you better than your own fucking country does and then you come down here uh, you're, you're people are the ones who fuck killed the penguins so you're just mad that you're hearing about what your people did there's no we winners. will decide which penguins come to this country. <laughs> We're going to build an igloo. <laughs> It'll be unbelievable. Greatest We're going to get ever. the Inuits to pay for the it. The Inuits are going to pay for it. We're going to build an unbelievable igloo. Huge, huge igloo. Hey, this igloo is going to be so great you're not even going to believe it. When I said build an igloo, what I meant was maybe stack a few ice blocks. <laughs> so the penguins would be turned into oil. The non right, thank oil... you for getting us back up to yep. speed. The non-oil remains would be tossed into the sea or just piled up. New Zealanders were not down with what they were hearing about the penguin slaughter. The country tried to annex the island. Apparently no nation had jurisdiction, and that was confirmed by Britain. New Zealand was preparing to send a ship to plant a flag and call the island for themselves when someone dug up documents listing Macquarie as a Tasmanian dependency. Hatch was relieved and continued boiling the shit out of the cutest bird on earth. (sighs) Industrial level killing of birds. When the first batches of penguin oil were sent to New Zealand, Customs declared it a foreign product subject to duty. Hatch would not pay the Southern Times newspaper came out in support of Hatch. Quote, He is creating wealth by turning a variety of wild creatures into commodities serviceable to humanity, and the moment he secures ever so small a return for his adventures, he is pounced upon, hampered, and discouraged. Can't a man just turn penguins into oil like God wanted him to? Oh, this is that story about the one time the Australian press supported somebody doing something terrible fucking up the planet. That's over Thank God that never happened again. Yeah, that doesn't ever... History does not repeat itself. Hatch went on a PR offensive, giving speeches in which he attacked government officials. you got to have a really good speechwriter to what go on the speech? offensive. Against penguins? How dare like... you, sir? How dare you judge me for making penguin oil? <laughs> the nerve! <laughs> They're just sitting around. Come on! They're fearless. They're fearless. You can just pick them up. 
are you? Come with me. Where are we going? You're going to be oil, huh? Yeah. Someone judging me for that. The nerve. We are men. Duh. <laughs> I just can't imagine going on this island and looking at all the penguins and going, man, look at all that oil. Yeah. Holy uh, shit. And just like picking armfuls up. Yeah, there you go, guys. You're coming with me. Pick up some oil. Are we going to see our friends? Sort of. Oh. Uh, so he went on a PR offensive giving speeches. <laughs> offensive? Uh, yeah. He really put the offensive in PR offensive. <laughs> <laughs> he attacked government officials. Yeah. Uh, of the Minister of Marine, Thomas Fergus, Hatch said, quote, whom I class as a marine animal of the department on account of his bulk. Jeez. <laughs> this dude's just a prick. I mean, everything... <laughs> Everything's prey. <laughs> but the crowds ate it up. Hatch was quite the showman. Hatch continued to have more and more digesters put on the island. What was once a three-month season of killing penguins turned into six months. He also had to do this because he was uh, decimating penguin rookeries. The king penguin rookery originally had 70,000 penguin. It was now down to just 5,000. So the digesters moved over to the royal penguins. Can... <sighs> you guys are such a bummer. <laughs> Yeah, mate, how dare you? Mate, not the fucking royals. We're still the Commonwealth. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, though, that they're like emperor royals. Royal. The king penguin. Yep. Uh, concern began to rise about just how many penguins were being killed, particularly in New Zealand. The country desperately wanted to stop Hatch, but Tasmania said it was their island. So keep going. <laughs> New Zealand tried to pressure Tasmania to get Hatch off the island, and Hatch went to New Zealand to make his case at a meeting where he said the issue of protecting penguins was, quote, ridiculous nonsense because so few birds were being killed compared to the number of penguin colonies. Then in June 18, uh, 1895, he gave a lecture in Tasmania on the island and the penguins and the oil industry he had begun. The Tasmanian News, quote, Hatch demonstrated that he was far from decimating the penguins and that his employees were careful to select only certain older birds. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Which could be determined by their feathers. And there was no likelihood of the penguins becoming extinct. Seabirds and elephant seals did more damage to penguins than he did. So it's basically he's fighting for right to die for penguins, which is nice. It's a natural order of things. Yeah. No, he's picking the old ones. The ones with the long, rambling stories. He's like, you're coming with me. What? I was just talking about an egg. Yeah, come with me, Grandpa. Huh? What is this? Where are we going? Uh... Oh, look. What is a digester? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my... I mean, look, oh. it's sad that he had to realize what was happening, but he took it well. Yeah. He, did. Oh. he took it well. Oh. You know what I mean? He was resigned yeah. to Gotta his Gotta know when you beat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mustn't grumble. Oh, well, uh, they I'm got... not a big complainer, but oh. <laughs> They got you too, Doug. I'm getting a little too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that wasn't true. As scientist Leslie Blake had witnessed in the oiling process, he said they actually killed one-year-old penguins because they had more fat. In 1901, <laughs> Dr. The one Edwin... thing we know back then and we still know today is don't trust the fucking scientists. Yeah. No, never. Yeah. Don't believe them, yeah. In 1901, Dr. Edward Wilson, a zoologist, went to the island and saw the penguin oil process, looked at the digesters, and saw, uh, quote, slag heaps of remnant penguin. Now, they were debating in Tasmania whether or not to lease the island to hatch, and he won over the people of Tasmania, who leased the island to him in 1902 for 40 pounds a year for a seven-year lease. (laughs) Rent-controlled, too, probably. Uh... Meanwhile, Wilson returned to London in 1904 and started talking endless shit about Hatch and his penguin holocaust. He gave speeches about the, quote, hunting of penguins into red-hot cauldrons. Others in England began to call for an end to the shameful trade in penguin oil. Yet by 1909, Hatch was cranking out more penguin oil than ever before. The royal penguins are now being oiled by four digesters, one being a brand-new huge one nicknamed Big Ben. What is going on? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Like, is this the final podcast? <laughs> like, is that what you've brought everyone to Australia for? That you're like, why the fuck are you still saying this? This is not a Nick Cave concert, motherfucker. <laughs> People came to be entertained. Why are you making this so fucking sad? Yeah, it looks. Like, you know the worst thing is? I've forgotten about the seals, and it was fucked up what oh, happened right. to them. Yeah, I forgot about but the now seals. I don't give a shit about the seals, because what happened to the fucking penguins? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a pen cast. They were making 100 tons of penguin oil a year. An organization was created to stop Hatch. It was made up of many different people and put pressure on Tasmania to not renew the lease. They were probably just like penguins in people outfits. (laughs) We also agree that they should stop. Hatch is a lunatic. (laughs) We are penbot. Hatch was now 73 years old, but he would not give up. He still thirsted for penguin blood. He tried to paint the groups opposed to him as conspiracy nuts. He wrote to a paper, quote, As far as the rock hopper and king penguins are concerned, we never touch them. Royal penguins we do, and I am prepared to prove that since I have worked the island, they have considerably increased, and there may now be something like 100 million of them. Don't you understand? By killing all of them, I'm making more. You guys. When you cut a penguin in half and burn it, it turns into five penguins. Yeah. Once you cut it in half, you got two right there. You keep dicing it, you can have 100,000. Little mini penguins. Fairy penguins. A penguin expert wrote back, this is pure nonsense. There are not 50 million of all 20 species of penguins on the Earth's surface. Bullshit! <laughs> I'm making them, goddammit! Yeah. By the way, that's a ballsy thing to be in the fucking 1900s. <laughs> a penguin expert. That is a specific job that isn't really that handy back then. But you're like, hey, I'm a penguin expert! Then shut up! Nobody cares about you. Good Lord. Or then the... the... Uh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Do you think he would always walk around in a tuxedo? <laughs> no, no, no. That's how he got him. They yeah. were like, oh, that's how they would like poach him. They'd all be in tuxedos, and they'd be like, look, big ones. <laughs> oh no. 
Oh, no. oh, the rumors were true. Oh, my. <laughs> the island continued to be an issue uh, to reach due to bad weather. One of Hatch's ship sank off the coast. This mm-hmm. caused him to miss a lease payment, and his contract was terminated in November 1911. Not one to give up. Oh, don't. <laughs> Some people leave. They're just like, that'll do. That's a hot. That's a hot. That'll, 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 that'll do. 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 That'll do, Penguin. That'll do. <laughs> but Hatch was not one to give up on killing penguins. He sent another ship to unload supplies. It was then blown into the rocks and destroyed. Yeah. He was pretty screwed. Explorer Douglas Mawson, who would later walk around without skin on his feet, uh, got permission to build a wireless radio station on Macquarie in 1911. While there... (laughs) For the penguins, right? Yeah. To start a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) While there, he and his team also mapped the island and studied the island's botany, zoology, and geology, and then he scooted off to Antarctica. In 1912, Hatch moved his headquarters to Tasmania, built an oil refinery and warehouse. He then bought another ship. He had no lease. He's really old. He's like in his 70s. uh, He said he was 73, but he's like, he just won't die. Maybe there's something to this theory. Yeah. Well, have you ever. Penguin oil is Lorenzo's oil. That's what I'm talking about. That's where this goes. It yeah. turns out penguin oil uh, oh. is the fountain, fountain of youth. youth. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh, that'll be a fun twist. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he had no lease from Macquarie Island, but when World, One, one, when World War I broke out, no one cared. Penguin oil was needed. More digesters were brought to the island as penguin boiling cranked up again. At this point, Douglas Mawson went on the offensive. He was a scientist, explorer, lover of nature, and it turns out, not down with turning thousands of penguins into penguin oil. Oh, Weirdo. Yes. He, he held lectures warning of the destruction to the penguin population. He pushed the government to make the island a scientific reserve. Meanwhile, polar explorers were the heroes of the day across the world, and they all told stories of penguins. And penguins were actually being filmed. Penguins were now hot, like Justin Bieber fucking hot. You mean they had six packs? (laughs) Their shirt was off all the time? Uh, Even H.G. Wells got into saving penguins. Famous writers of the day wrote such sentences as, if we do not help the penguins, they will call us Huns, and we shall deserve every bit of it. On August 23rd, 1919, the British children's newspaper made a plea for penguin killing to stop. Huh? It's come, we're coming yeah, around. That's a hell of Isn't an article. Isn't it great that at some point we decided penguin killing was bad? It was the fucking artists and the writers, man. Yeah. 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 That's right. The fucking penguin is mightier than the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Penny Bruce. He was a big... <laughs> Mawson gave speech after speech in Australia. Hatch countered with his own, showing... He just won't die. I'm 150 and I want to eat all the penguins. <laughs> Fuck you! He showed an old, old, like an old-time slides-by-lantern show uh, explaining how humane his penguin-killing and boiling system was. Look at how happy they are. Look at them boiling. They love it. Look at it. 
This was possibly the first ever international campaign to preserve wildlife. <laughs> then Frank Hurley jumped into the fight. He was a celebrated photographer who traveled with Mawson and Shackleton. He told the public that the penguins were walked up a plank to the top of the digester where they were hit on the head and fell into the boiler. Many were alive, he said. It was totally not true, but it worked. Then the Minister of Land said the oil industry had not been profitable and he did not see any advantage in allowing it to be carried on for 40 pounds a year and having hundreds of thousands of penguins destroyed. Well, if the Minister of Land says it, you know it's true. Hatch was told he could have a lease for one more year, but only to, only to remove his... Hell no! How uh, often we've decided he's a nutbag who shouldn't have a All right, he's, he's done. All right, one more year! Thank you! <laughs> I will take advantage of this year, I promise. I'm just collecting some of my things. <laughs> and those things are penguin bodies. Huh? I didn't say nothing. Why did you hear? No, I just collect my stuff. And then kill all the penguins. <laughs> I hope this ends with him getting thrown in the digester. <laughs> Wait a minute! The penguins are like, you walk the fucking plank. No! Him dressed as a penguin. Yeah. They've worked out a way to dress him as a penguin and march him yeah. up. No! Pushing his wheelchair. You stop it, you goddamn dirty birds! <laughs> you bastards! I guess it's not so humane! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then the one oh, falls no. in. Oh, no. oh my. Oh. <laughs> I looked too much. <laughs> So he was given a lease for one year, but only to remove all his, all his equipment. Hatch was immediately... <laughs> yeah, he is just collecting it. his stuff. Shut up. A year? Yeah, well, there's stuff everywhere. A week, two weeks maximum. And, and supervised. Yes. As he's, like, taking his suitcase, it's just like a bunch of bird noises, uh-huh. and it's shaking with feathers <laughs> popping out of it. Like... It's just my duvet, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Duvet! <laughs> you know, Duvet makes great oil. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> a year. He gets a year. Right. So, Hatch was immediately ruined. He lost his property in New Zealand and Hobart. His lands were sold off. He ended up living in a cottage with a small pension. I thought you were going to say penguin. <laughs> Which would have been fucking unbelievable. We're like this all the time. <laughs> He's a guy who loves murdering penguins. <laughs> And he's a penguin. There's no way we'll get along this fall. (laughs) Did you try to throw me in the digester last night when I was sleeping? No, I swear to God, I was just nursing you. (laughs) With a small penguin. He's my only friend. <laughs> I realized the wrong of my way. You know, in retrospect, I shouldn't have killed yeah, a billion true, penguins. It's true. It's true. <laughs> when I look back, you had a point. Yeah, right. And I don't think it was humane when I hit him with a bat and threw him in the machine. <laughs> Looking back, you know. <laughs> Uh, 
Now, Mawson ha- had been pushing for the island to be made into a bird sanctuary for years, and now, <laughs> and now hear, it was. If you hear that as a penguin, you're like, trap. Absolute trap. <laughs> no, now it's all yours. Come back. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> In 1933, Macquarie Island was declared a wildlife sanctuary under the Tasmanian Animals and Bird Protection Act. Uh, But it was done. But during this great battle over penguins, there was something else happening on the island. It had been greatly overshadowed by penguin boilers. (laughs) As most stuff is. Yeah. And in 1911, a New Zealand newspaper had written about it. Quote, An interesting fact about Macquarie is that cats have been introduced there at some time or other, and that their descendants, which have grown to be very large in size, have worked havoc among the birds. (laughs) Well, now I don't know who to root for. No! Are you fucking kidding me? They just became <laughs> the big kids monster killing the fucking yeah. penguins. Yeah. Turns out it's high in protein. Right. It's like Game of Thrones, but adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flightless rail, which is like a small crane, was now gone, killed by cats. As was a semi-flightless parrot. But come on, if you're a flightless fucking yeah, parrot. you're just like, come on, wings, fail me not. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And then there were the rabbits. Rabbits on Macquarie Island were so numerous because they fuck like rabbits that when an Australian Antarctic expedition went to the island in 1949, they would just kill rabbits with stones when they were hungry. So there's so many, they were just like, "Uh, all right. It's like that game you play at the fair where you throw a ping pong ball into a goldfish bowl. You're like, yep, got one. (laughs) You guys don't. In the early 50s, it was reported... (laughs) In the early 1950s, it was reported that Macquarie Island was being investigated to provide a solution to the rabbit pest that was affecting Australia. (laughs) Penguins! They taught penguins how to kill rabbits. (laughs) The rare murder penguin. (laughs) We're not cute anymore, are we? Rabbits have been brought to Australia in 1788 with the first fleet, but they became a problem when 24 were released in Victoria 150 years ago. Since then, rabbits were everywhere. By the 1920s, there were 10 billion rabbits in Australia. Wait, sorry. (laughs) Did you say 10? Yeah, there's a lot of rabbits here still. Did you say 10 billion? There's like heaps of rabbits here. There's like heaps. Ten billion rabbits? Yeah, but there was like heaps of rabbits. You, the, I, you guys should be only rabbits. That is so many rabbits. There's a heap of this country we don't use, and it, for a while it was mostly rabbits. Ten billion rabbits. I mean, we. I mean, could... no, there wasn't an exact count, but that was the guess, our best guess. about. If they could mobilize and form a political party, look the fuck out. Or actually, maybe good news, now that I think about it. Tony Rabbit. (laughs) Bloody Americans coming to this country taking my puns. Um, you can have my puns when you pull them out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> Throw them in the digester. <laughs> no! So Macquarie Island was seen as a good place to experiment on getting rid of the rabbit problem. 
that was oh, yeah. afflicting Australia. Sure. In 1972, a scientific article was written about how the extensive grazing by rabbits on the island was catastrophic. It predicted that the grassland vegetation on Macquarie Island is doomed to destruction. While investigations into ways to end the rabbit nightmare had happened, no actual methods had been attempted. So hang on. What about the cats? Are the cats and the rabbits like we'll just to living cats. together? Okay, all right. Sorry. In the, 50s, <laughs> in the 50s in Australia, they had used myoxima virus to kill them off. Uh, myxomatosis, right? Yeah, myxomatosis. Myxomatosis. What? Oh, that's not what it says here. <laughs> but I think that's not even called, right? Myxomatosis? Yeah. So it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I think you'll enjoy this. It gave rabbits skin tumors, blinded them, then made them fatigued with a fever, and then they would die in about 14 days. So it was pretty humane. Which part? Um, I think the part where they got tired. Why not just like, I mean, why not not, just... I mean, not the blinding part or the skin tumors, but then when they were like, oh, I'm sleepy. That was humane. The 14 days was a while. The island uh, had no mobile biting insects, so it was decided the best thing to do was to introduce a European flea that would carry the virus. <laughs> what? This is the island of Dr. Moreau. I mean... <laughs> who, uh, we'll throw in a, fr- a flea, a European flea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. it. I love it. So, the first fleas uh, were Your released... Flea. <laughs> Be flea. The boat that came over was called the First Fleet. (laughs) They had a fleet of ships. (laughs) The first releases of fleas on the island were made in December uh, 1968. (laughs) After 10 years, it was decided enough rabbits had fleas that they could release the virus. Oh, hang on. So they had to give the rabbits fleas first before they released the flea. You don't release the flea... The, no, the, you want to flee because, the... because then, the, then they might just kill a few rabbits. Oh, okay, yeah, that doesn't. You want sense. them to spread okay. everywhere, and then no, and then you put the virus out, and then right. it goes everywhere. So you got to give them all fleas first, and then give them the flea. Right. <sighs> cool plan. Well, so, I mean, a planning a Holocaust is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. In ni- uh, by 1986, the rabbits had been cut down by 80 uh, percent. Uh, as a newspaper reporter, quote, now comes the sensitive moment as the balance tilts back to the native inhabitants. In 1989, quote, plants are winning 10 years after scientists first released the myoxima virus on remote Macquarie Island to kill fell rabbits, which were destroying the vegetation. The native plants are beginning to return. But everyone forgot about the cats. <laughs> Not Will. Not Will. Will the- if only I'd been around at that time. I was like, but what about the fucking cats? Holy shit, what about the cats? <laughs> By the mid-80s, the cats, who had been eating rabbits, started eating seabirds. Six seabird species were now threatened. Cats on the island were killing 60,000 seabirds a year. <laughs> oh, hang on, the cats are doing it now? Yeah. Oh, adorable. <laughs> If that was on the internet, you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> So, now it was time to kill the cats. Uh, From 1980... 
From 1985 to 1995, 124 cats were killed per year using trap and shoot. Then it was up to 220 cats for three years. And in 1999, 99 cats were killed. The last cat was killed in 2004. Then the seabirds flourished. Time to kill them. After. (laughs) We got a new top dog to murder. After 80 years, the petrels were breeding and all was good. (laughs) I mean... Oh. Now we have a problem. No, no, no. The rabbits. What about the, the cats rabbits? are gone. The yeah, rabbits. What? No, no. <laughs> oh, stop killing. <laughs> the same year the last cat was killed on the island was the same year the rabbit virus production was stopped. Because. <laughs> because Why'd they kill all the cats and who didn't see that coming? Because. You know what's crazy? Now the bunnies are a problem again. I don't know. It's a real pickle, huh? What do you think it is? Well, let's murder our way out of this one. (laughs) Because of the weather on the island, the virus had to continually be be released over the years. The last batch had been made uh, at expiration date of 2002, but was still being used until 2006. There are also reports in the 1970s... Is that this some... deadly virus off? <laughs> yeah. I bet you could put it on the cereal. It smells... It's fine. It smells light. fine. Uh, there were also reports in the 70s that some rabbits have begun to show resistance to the virus. From a recent journal, quote, genome sequencing showed that the myoxima virus evolved rapidly in both Australia and Europe, producing one of the highest rates of evolutionary change ever recorded for a DNA virus. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> 2007. With cats eradicated, rabbits increased to their pre-control levels, which meant the vegetation on the island was severely damaged. Oh, yes. sweet oh, bastard. Dig up hatch. Like, seriously, you are just yo-yoing. Yeah. Like, yeah, just seriously. stick to something. Find a sensible like plan. Like Luther Vandross the island. <laughs> he had a weight fluctuation. <laughs> He wasn't as big in Australia. Matthew Perry. Go with Matthew Perry. Matthew. <laughs> Can we cut that back? Is that the term we use? Yep. Can we cut that one back? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it was determined the quick rise in rabbit numbers was because of the removal of the cats. It was determined the decision to get rid of the cats was an error, and there was now evidence that the virus was less effective. Many rabbits have been exposed but not died. Oh, and now there are 103,000 mice and 36,000 rats. <laughs> okay, is this a whole island based on that nursery rhyme, there was a woman who followed a, swallowed a fly? Because, like, literally yeah, that it's... seems to be their solution to everything. Yeah. It's like, fucking a spider now! A cat! Whatever! <laughs> we don't really know what's is. normal yeah, anymore! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank God for man. <laughs> Dr. John Reed, quote, given the well-known propensity of rabbits to breed, well, like rabbits, you don't need a PhD in ecology to work out that a removal of the cats could lead to a population explosion. He had a PhD in ecology. (laughs) We thought the cat had nine lives, and uh, they don't. Uh, They die right away. Uh... The Tasmanian Parks and Wildlife Service then came up with a plan to get rid of the rabbits and rodents. It was approved in 2006. 
A fund of $24.6 million was set aside. The plan was to drop poison bait by helicopter and then have teams follow up on the ground to eliminate those rabbits that survived. Wait, and then what? And then they would have teams follow up on the ground to eliminate the rabbits that they survived. They invaded a rabbit island? With death squads. With this, is like how, this is like, I mean, this is how we invaded Iraq. Yeah. Shock and awe, then we put boots on the ground. <laughs> And all about oil. Yeah, so, and all about fucking oil. <laughs> yeah, hey, hold on. Hold on. We, we went in there because of weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbits of mass destruction, man. We know where the carrots are. <laughs> we have a, so- a solid intel on where the carrots are. <laughs> We if literally... used properly. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we drop... believe we've identified their leader, Osama Bunny Laden. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the plan was to drop. You probably missed a lot, dude. Uh, the, the rabbits are. <sighs> The plan was to drop poison bait by helicopter and then have teams follow up on the ground to eliminate the rabbits to survive. The poison used inhibited blood clotting, so the rabbits were to bleed out internally, go into shock, and then die. Oh, right? <laughs> now you're like, oh, it'd be so great to be a penguin and get hit on the head. The baiting was set to take place in mid-2010. Winter was decided the best time to drop the poison from the helicopters because that is when the fewest native creatures were Can on I the island. Can I just point out, just for the record... Yeah, go ahead. I keep thinking, because of the nature of this podcast, and I've done it before, most of these stories are normally set in some terrible time that you can like well, it but started you keep, then. keep saying things that are like just before like when he was in the just... 90s I was like oh, we're wrapping this one up <laughs> <laughs> six fucking years ago right now and you're like this story is still going we're still having a war on way. rabbits really? yeah this is I mean <laughs> have I mentioned in this story that the weather is pretty bad on the island? no so the bait drop started on June 5th. Strangely, the weather was so bad, the poison bait can only be dropped for five days over the next three weeks. Only 10% of the island was covered. Then scavenger birds started dying. <laughs> Apparently, scavenger birds eat dead rabbits that have been poisoned, which poisons the birds. Oh my God. Other birds died because they just ate the bait. One of the reasons winter had been picked was because there wasn't much vegetation, meaning the rabbits would be more likely to eat the bait. So would the birds, apparently. Now rangers were picked were out picking up dead rabbits and dead birds to stop other birds from eating them. I mean, this is this is the best. You guys, Australia has created the best island ever. <laughs> Just. Uh, you know what the worst thing is? Like, this has literally happened in the time that I've known you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and there was a logistical problem. The helicopter was to take off from just one ship that was in the middle of a 20-year Antarctic survey, so that meant the ship was often not available to take the helicopter baiting team to the island when they needed to go. 
Also, the poisoning was delayed four weeks, which meant scavenger birds were returning to the island when the rabbits were dying, which was the exact opposite of what was supposed to happen. Oh, and then the carcass removal teams kept getting held from going onto the island because of, oh, there's bad weather. Did you guys not know that? Apparently, there's bad weather near this island. The labor government was attacked for their terrible planning. The deaths of seabirds got a lot of media attention. Next, in 2011, someone had a crazy idea. No! <laughs> no more crazy ideas. An infectious disease that is fatal to rabbits but not harmful we to... We dropped dolphins! <laughs> it's crazy enough to work. No, it's not. They're poison dolphins. Get out. Three dingoes and a baby. Leave the room. Stop pitching to us. We drop cats? Get out. More cats. No. Turtles. Make penguin bombs? Get out! You validate? Tur- leave! <laughs> Turtles were introduced. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? But this story is so fucked up that you were like, yeah, of course Turtles were introduced. Yeah, of course we stand in the turtles. That makes complete fucking sense. I get it. I get it. I understand why. They're shells, tortoise in the hair. Makes sense. They know ninja? Yeah. Well, it turns out the turtles are dying. (laughs) So they introduced an infectious disease that's fatal to rabbits, but not harmful to birds. Carrots were used to deliver the disease. Oh, no. Are you serious? These These are so gummy. Uh, it had not been used Did because... Did you guys eat the carrots last night? I just feel a little... I am Are just... My, I, my tummy is not agreeing. You know what? My eyesight feels great, but yeah. my tummy... I'm having trouble seeing. Yeah. I just feel tumory. <laughs> I just feel tumorish. I really... Oh, man. I'm going to take a nap. I, uh... Hey, what's up, Doc? <laughs> I'd love to know. Is there a doctor here? I'm going to die. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> so, uh, it, this, this virus had not been, this infectious disease had not been used because they were concerned it wouldn't do well in the cold. Boy, were they wrong. Rabbits started dying off like penguins under hatch. <laughs> 80 to 90% were wiped out. This virus also killed the rabbits within 48 hours. In 2012, rabbit hunting dogs were brought to the island. GPS trackers were attached to the dogs to endure, uh, uh, so make, to, to make sure every meter of the island was covered. Dogs would spot the rabbits and then a handler would kill the rabbits humanely. The dogs uh, were not to come within 10 meters of wildlife. That didn't always work out. Quote, so we'd be kneeling at the edge of a rabbit hole as one of the dogs checked it and we'd turn around to fight eight penguins behind us peering over our shoulders. They've never changed. They have not changed at all. What are you guys doing? What is that, a dog? (laughs) Do you guys want to hang out for a little while? You seem cool. Want to be friends? You guys, people look fun. (laughs) Oh, cool, man. <laughs> what what we've learned is that penguins do uh, not pass on information to their, they don't. to their children. Oh, Every time feelings. they go back, they're either dead or they forget. Yeah. What's I going to tell you? Uh, <laughs> something big. Yeah. I had something. Anyway, let's just go walk in traffic. Yeah, let's go walk let's it go around. Let's go walk in traffic in my room. There we go. <laughs> the penguins. The are penguins like, are there. Is that, what? <laughs> 
What's going on? Uh, only 13 rabbits survived the virus. The last rabbit was wiped out four months after the dogs came. In 2014, the project was said to be completed. All rabbits and rodents are gone. Five million under budget. Today, three point million... Five million under budget? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. This whole thing has been a waste of everybody's fucking time and money. But someone has gone, five million under budget. We saved a lot of money. The animals. We saved a lot really, of money. You know, the cold really helped us. We didn't know how it would work in the cold, but it <laughs> really worked to our advantage. By the way, there's penguins again, and we have a plan. <laughs> We gotta hatch a plan. Uh, and that's where the expression hatch, hatch a plan, plan came from. Yeah. <laughs> I want, well, for what I want to have happen right now is for these penguins to murder so many men. Well, that's. Does that's, it happen? That's, two, that, that's 2018. We uh, haven't gotten I'm there yet. I'm excited for that. Today, 3.5 million seabirds come to Macquarie Island each year to breed. Most are penguins. Three types of fur seals and elephant seals number around 3,000. Oh, that's so, I mean... So look, um, it was a hard road, but it's fine. (laughs) Hey, don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. Uh, Jesus. How you doing? Wow. Uh, Not good, but... uh, I will say that, you know, the truth is that there is, that is the fucking problem, is that, like, for whatever reason, humans are like, we can just do whatever it is to control every population but our own, and the end game for that is shit. Like, that, you know, I mean, that, you know, all the fucking rainforests are getting cut down. I mean, what? just, yeah, they're all getting cut down, all fucking orangutans, and we're still, like, it is the, the same uh, shit. The orangutans are getting cut down? They're getting killed. Because they're they're destroying their environment. So so you like while you say this and it is fucking bananas that a dude was throwing penguins into some sort of oil generator. <laughs> the same shit happens. Like it's you know it really you can't, is. You actually can't get a, a good quality penguin oil anymore. Now what? Now this is the thing that's fucked up about you. It would not shock me if next week you ate penguin and you were like, it's actually while it's tough, it's worth it. <laughs> I would try penguin. They're cute, but you know, so is other things I eat, like cat. I need to make a phone call. And hamsters. And uh, babies. Oh, well, babies I get, because that's when they're tender. But right. you gotta try them. If you're gonna eat them, you might as well. I mean, if you're gonna eat a human, you might as well eat a. How, how many people wish they hadn't come tonight? <laughs> the fuck did you teach me about my country? I'm like... You, oh. guys, are, you guys are out of your fucking minds is what I, I mean, taught you. I mean, I knew you. we were horrible to humans, but I didn't realize the fucking penguins, oh. too. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, I mean, they're fine now. They're back and they're hanging out. <laughs> that's not no, okay. that's not how that happens. It's not okay. You know what? Like, there was other penguins who suffered. It's not just because penguins are having a comeback. Yeah. Just because the fairy penguins do a couple of great shows at fucking Phillip Island great twice shows. a day. Great shows. It doesn't mean that... Fucking... On time, great shows. Right. But that doesn't mean that all the other shit was worth it because suddenly some of them are in show business. Yeah. That's like saying, yeah. well, the Holocaust was fine. Woody Allen made some cool films. <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. So... 
There was an Armenian. <laughs> there was really an Armenian. And then there was some trouble. There was Let's an Armenian. About that, but <laughs> there was an Armenian genocide, and then we uh, have the and now we have System of a Down, <laughs> which is pretty angry but great music. So you know, I don't. I don't think we know. Uh, well, there, I'm just saying good things come from horrible things, and in this case. Um, uh, there's an, uh, this, there's, there's this, an quite, this good podcast has come from something horrible. You. <laughs> By the way, you can you can blame Patton Oswalt. This was his idea. This one. He was like, "Man, I got a great one," and I was uh, like, "What?" And then I wrote it, and I was like, "Fuck! What have we done?" <laughs> So it's Patton Oswalt's fault. <sighs> well. Remember when I was in the car today and I was like, man, this one's going to bum you out. Yeah, it, what Will was saying is true. Like, when you were going through the SEAL stuff, I was like, this is a tragedy. And that was just like, I mean, we were just going on this part of the coaster. Yeah. Like, it was just sweet bastard. Get out of my head, Anthony. <laughs> Are we going to send the car? So uh, we, uh, uh, what was that? Selling cars. We're not, we're not selling, selling cars, cars no, sir. I think you misunderstood them. the sign off on the podcast. <laughs> we're selling cars. He's like, I'm going to buy one of those automobiles. I like the cut of these two's jibs. Come on down to Dollop Car Dealership. Woo! Deals, 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 deals. Low APR financing. Come on down this weekend. It's a Father's Day special. Dollop Pontiac. Dolliac. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for coming out. You guys are fantastic. Uh, we will be back again sometime soon. And uh, if you want us to sign, you want us to sign a car, about probably about forty-five minutes, we'll be out. We'll go out front. So just stop cars. traffic on the street for forty. No, there's a little. I don't know where the fuck you do it. But if you want your car signed, we'll be leaving here. And if your car's there, you know, we'll put a pen on it. Whatever, right? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow September 13th, London September 15th, Dublin September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham September 20th, Bristol September 22nd, and Cardiff September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th, Adelaide November 16th, Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. 
It's basically a call and an advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 